You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 199. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crack pack a like and Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 199. Wow. What is Crack a like And that is the big question. Where is Cece? That's what I'm wondering. Cece, where, where are you? Where is Cece? And Cece's defense, he doesn't even know we're recording That's this true. podcast right we now. We did sneak up on him. <laughs> you know, we, I called John yesterday and I said, John, we're back at it again. Uh, I might have to go solo. Or if you want to try to come off this afternoon or tomorrow morning, shoot a podcast. We're not going to have one this week. And we knew CC was in clinic working it. So John said, I'll let you know. And lo and behold, here we are, buddy. Bam. You know me. Whenever the uh, need arises, I usually respond. I figured you would. You seemed a little iffy about it, but then you pulled through. Well, you know, baby girl starting off daycare uh, this big week. Weeks, so big week. Big change. Wallace is going back to work after the delivery. So big a lot of moving parts going on. Also Halloween. So I wasn't sure if I was going to dress up for um, Halloween as uh, my younger brother Gabriel wearing his LSU full body spandex speed suit. So, you know, there was a lot of different that things sweater, going bro. on. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's good to be able to come together today. We uh, are scheduled to shoot a podcast, hopefully, on uh, in a couple of days, maybe the next episode or two. We'll have a guest here. It'll be the first guest in a while. So we kind of got away from us not thinking about it till yesterday. But, yeah, shout out to CC for keeping on, keeping on, not being here. We'll try to do uh, our best in his honor. Uh, we're going to come to you a topic today. Miss you, CC. The calm in life or calming in life. Um, I think it's a good topic, especially as we start kind of broaching our way toward the last you know, 18% mark of the year left. There's about one sixth of the year left with two months to go. Um, Christmas time, Thanksgiving's coming. I mean, heck the Hallmark channels already playing Christmas movies probably has been, but I noticed this the other day. I know. And it, you know, it's a great time. If you don't know what to get somebody, you could always give somebody a free gift of the podcast. So that's a great thing that you could share the Christmas season. <laughs> This is true. This is true. Uh, that is a good option. And we're going to hope that um, people find maybe some tips for, you know, physical, mental, calming the mind, calming the body, especially, you know, uh, and just life in general when stressful things come about. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we do hop in the topic, we're going to swing it over to John on the good old would you rather segment for the week. What you got, buddy? All right, man. Here we go. I don't, I'm not sure how you're going to perform on this one, but uh, I'm just going to throw it out there and we'll see how you respond, okay? Would you, re- would you rather never have the storm or never have the calm? Ha ha! 
Oh, look at look at your face, dude. You don't even know what to say. I can see it already. You gotta have one to have the other on oh, this, I think. Do you? Yeah, I mean, I don't what? know. You can always be in a calm state. Uh, would I rather never have the storm or never have the calm? You hmm. can be like a monk or something. I feel like the easy thought of this is never have the calm. I mean, never have the storm. Because why do we want to deal with storms? But one of my favorite sayings in life is, what is the point of eternal happiness if life is just perfect? So I'd really be contradicting myself. Um, I'm going to go with never, man, never have the calm. Then you have storms and not calm. Uh, it's pretty bad. I'm going to stick with actually never have the storm because, I mean, I would be fine having the storms if I could find the calm because I do think storms better you. Um, and normally you get to the calm after the storm, so to speak. But due to this... Interesting. Rather, it's a I'm going to take, I would never, I'd prefer not to have the storm. Okay. Prefer life. not to have the storm. You know, I think, um, the storm can be very beneficial. A lot of opportunity for growth, a lot of opportunity for, um, self-awareness. Um, you know, so I think that the storm is a productive thing to have. So to eliminate one or the other, I think, is would not be a good thing overall. So uh, that's why I was like, man, this is kind of, it sounds silly, you know, whenever you first throw it out there. But the more you think about it, it's more, hmm, you know, what would be the point of happiness? Like you always say, eternal happiness if uh, everything was just calm and happy and great every weird. day. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the storm because I think I can weather the storm. How if you can't be calm? Grow from it. doesn't matter. I'm just going to keep growing, baby. Oh, man. Storm me. What about CC? You can't what shipwreck me. Man, I think CC would say, oh, hey, guys, this is a tough one. <laughs> CC would probably say, I pick both. <laughs> you know, overall, he's such a uh, calm, spirited fellow, I think, overall, that I think he would, you know, just lean towards the calm, you know, recognizing, you know, that, that a lot of sometimes that the storm is uh, a good thing for you, so. But overall, CC would be calm. Yeah, I think so too. Um, all right, let's move into the topic. And I like the topic because I was thinking, you know, a lot of times when I think about calm, I think like calming your mind, bringing down maybe your heart rate, et cetera. And then I was like, you got the physical calm. And I was telling Alexander this the other day. Actually, I've talked about this a lot, probably the last six months since I realized it. You ever go to church? And you watch a lot of the priests, and a fair amount of them will stand like with their hands together, just like right here. Yes. I mean, it could be for 30 straight minutes. It's truly incredible. And I'm like, man, these people, no bot, not a lot of body movement, stillness. And I look at myself, and I'm, I don't, I'm not like a, don't have like a lot of nervous energy, like shaking my leg or moving my body all around. But then when I look at it, I'm like, man. So I started trying to put my hands together like that when I go to church sometimes, like in prayer. I've seen you do it. It is hard to do, man, for a long period of time. And I notice I'm like, man, maybe I'm not as still as I thought I was. Uh, or I just don't like to be in the same position for a whole time. But I'm like, I feel like I should That's be. true also. You don't like to be in one position for I, extended I, I don't. I, I don't like to sit for a while, etc. But I was like, so I've been working on this. And I've come to like, I can hand, hold it together for like, I don't know, a good five, seven, eight minutes, somewhere in there. And so I thought to the, when I'm thinking about calm, I think it's a good place to lead is what about like just calming your body? We're not even talking if you're in a nervous state, just figuring out how to be still. Yeah. I mean, going to the clergy, you know, looking at them, I think it's something that they start training them when they're in the seminary. So if you watch the seminarians, which I have a brother who is a priest now, so I got to see him going through yeah. those things and they start doing that early on. So I think it's something that 
you know, they train their body to be still, um, overall. So yeah, I think it's an important thing. I think that's less of a distraction, you know, as soon as you sort of talk about body movements and all of that, um, it reminded me of an interview that I had seen a while back, how whenever you do, whenever you're in broadcasting and you're doing an interview, like headshot kind of thing, the worst thing that you can do is move around because it's distracting, Mm -hmm. you know, in that picture. So that was something that whenever I was on Sean's podcast, you know, to be released next week, uh, a father's calling, there was video, which we don't have here. So it was something that I was, you know, consciously thinking, okay, don't move too much. (laughs) Don't be too rambunctious because I'm naturally rambunctious. I like to move. I talk with my hands. I've, you know, I move all over the place. So for me, that's a difficult thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and my kids too. I mean, my kids are very energetic and, um, you know, it's a way for me to, that I feel like I express myself better. So I agree. There are times for, for being calm. Certainly if you're trying to pray, meditate, other things like that, there's definitely, it would hopefully increase your reverence. Um, but it's something that does not come naturally for me, does not come naturally for my, my children. For instance, we were at High Hoops tryout uh, last night, and uh, all the kids were supposed to line up in line, get ready to do whatever skills they had to do. And Matthew, the tiny gift, my almost seven-year-old, was breakdancing <laughs> on the floor of the gym. So. Uh, you know, I see, I see a lot of those physical traits with me, um, in me that I've certainly passed to them that they're fun. They're good to watch. Uh, but it can be a distraction, um, for what they need to do. And also, you know, for the people who they're having to be around, particularly in school, that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah no I think it's not particularly, for, you know, for kids having to stay in class for a long period of time, the physical calmness is boys, especially, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to achieve. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'm one too. I, I think we're similar in that. I love to talk with my hands. I'm fairly expressive. Um, very hard. I find myself sometimes when we've been on the phone, I'm like still using my hands. Uh, <laughs> you see this? Watch this. <laughs> and, but I, and I, and I like that aspect of me to be honest, cause I would like watch press conferences with coaches and things like that. And they're talking with their hands. I'm like, man, same way. Um, uh, but I found that the older I'm getting, I'm like, I want to be more of a calmer. I still want to talk with my hands, yes, but don't want to change that aspect. But being calmer physically, I think, does a lot, too. Like, if you're conversating with someone, I think it's easier for someone maybe to talk to you or you to talk to them. Um, And, again, I think same thing. I do it pretty easily meditating, but being in church or just, again, living your life. What do you think about this, John? If you're calm physically, do you think it correlates to having more of an internal mental calm or do you think you need the internal mental calm to calm yourself physically i think one can lead you in the other direction Mm -hmm. for sure Uh, but just because you have a physical calm does not mean that your mental is going to be calm Um, so i've certainly been in situations where i've been in difficult patches in my life and uh, being physically still was not a good thing for me. Um, so being alone, hunting in the woods or doing other things like that were, would be something that I would avoid doing as a result of physically having to be calm, less distraction. And then you would, you know, your mind would be left to wander on things that you didn't want to. That's a great know, point. I didn't about, think about so. that times in life. Yeah. I've had them too, where you don't want to be, don't want to stop, don't want to yeah. do anything. You don't want to be alone with your own thoughts because you never know where they'll take you. So <laughs> It's true. But sometimes on the flip, it is important to deal with whatever that is and being your thoughts. But yeah, I was thinking about that. 
in regards to, you know, again, slowing down and being in a calm state. Like I, I like to generally after I get home from work, like yesterday, Alexander was inside cooking. I like to just go outside and be in a little bit of quiet or, you know, cut the little fire pit on. And I noticed I had been like sitting at my desk all day and it was pretty, uh, nonstop proposition at work and I wanted to move like literally it was the opposite normally I love to come home and I like to just sit and <laughs> stare out at my tree and do whatever and I'm like man I want to move but it was like 17 mile an hour winds 50 degrees out there I still went and walked the block uh, <laughs> just to get like some energy out you know so I do think there's a time and a place for that but I also think and I've read like the untethered soul uh, by Michael Singer and some of that stuff it's important too to be able to calm your mind what do you think about you know, especially in life when you get maybe a stressful situation or you've got a lot going on in your mind, thinking about the 25 things you got to do in the day, it's kind of hard to slow your mind down. You got any tips, thoughts about that part of things? No, I, I think it's, it's difficult uh, to do. You know, for me, the times when I struggle most as far as uh, calming my mind down is when I should be the most calm. Like for me, whenever I'm in church, I'm always thinking about random stuff, random thoughts popping in my head. Maybe it's my lack of ability to focus. Maybe it's, um, you know, a more nefarious attempt at distracting me from, um, you know, what I should be focusing on during mass. Also, you know, the kids are usually a distraction too. So, um, you know, those are all things that I certainly have difficulty with. Yeah. I think that's another true point too. Like church, my mind tends to wander in there too a little bit, but I, uh, I, I know. Think, and sometimes I'm like, why am I thinking about this in yeah. church? This is so bizarre. Bring it back. But I think that's <clears> part of the thing with the mind. I don't, I'm sure there's stats out there about how many different thoughts cross your mind within a day. And a lot of times you don't even realize that you're thinking something, um, versus being able to be truly focused in on something. And I think that's just something that's a trained skill, learned art, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think for me personally, whenever I can get, and I've tried it, I'm not great at it. It's still kind of a work in progress I get, but uh, I guess, but whenever you get, you know, pretty hyped up or you got a lot of stuff going on. Like this morning I was trying to get my truck dealt with the oil change, go to the clean, uh, drop something off at the Goodwill, go get gas, meet John here at nine, shoot the podcast. And Oh, Hey, let's try to work too. Like there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> let's going. spit some work in after this. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going in my head. I got a list of things I need to do at work. And I'm like thinking about that, but I'm needing to get the other stuff done. And it's like, again, trying to slow yourself down to do it, be able to like, I'm going to just deal with what's in front of me, deal with the one thing, and the rest is going to have to just deal with itself. What do you think about that? Do you have any thoughts on those kind of things? No, um, I've certainly been in that situation too. And having uh, five kids, I kind of get in that situation um, a good bit where, you know, you have kids going multiple directions, kids are sick, mm -hmm. you know, different activities going on, things that need to be done at work and at home. And sometimes the only thing that, that you're able to do is, okay, what do I need to do right now? What's right, right in front of me? Okay, I can feed the kids. I can take care of that aspect of it. So, yeah, I think everybody gets in uh, those daily struggles of life is what I would call, uh, call them, you know, where you just, you run ragged. Um, you're spread too thin. Uh, there's so many things that you have to do. There's no way to accomplish all of them. So uh, I think that's a good point. You just knock down whatever you can do. What? Okay, what's number one? What's the first thing that I have to do? What's next? And just slowly chip away at it. Um, I want to go back to something you were talking about a little bit earlier, you know, talking about the physical and mental aspect of it. It's pretty amazing, you know, if you can calm your body, if you can calm your mind, you can change the physiology of how your body's functioning. You know, we, we've talked about this in other podcasts on doing meditation and mm -hmm. other calming, relaxing techniques on how much it can change your blood pressure, heart rate, and other, 
you know, positive physiological effects. I know you've been doing some of those things for those uh, particular reasons. Um, do you have any insight on that or how, how does it work for you specifically? Yeah, man, I, I do like, uh, my, I have a, a pretty little morning routine that I, I deal with every morning. I go outside and do my prayers, let the dog out, spend some time with God, do some affirmations. And then I like to come inside and read the Bible. Uh, I've sorted, uh, I read something, but I've sorted now reading the Bible, normally a chapter out of it every day. Um, do my inside prayer book. And then I like to somewhere in there meditate and meditation for me, has definitely been a learned thing, but the thing I like about it, and again, this morning was very hectic, but I, I made sure to get all items in and I was, I looked at the clock and I was like, okay, they said they're going to be at my house at like 808. It's 801. Can I fit this in? It's like, yeah, we can try. So I do the five minutes of meditation, uh, a short little five minute med. And the nice thing about it is I literally thought to myself, okay, dude, you may as well not let your mind wander for five minutes. You know, the thing's going <laughs> to let you. It's only five minutes. Exactly. Okay, you got it. It's going to let you know where you are. And dude, me and my, I, and I like, uh, I use the Peloton app for it. Alexandra uh, kind of got me onto that thing, all kind of things, yoga, workouts, but it's got guided meditations. And I'm very interested. I like statistics a decent amount or numbers. And it shows you through my watch, like my heart rate, where I start and where I, I finish this thing and then an average. And, you know, since two thoughts on this. Number one, this morning, for instance, my heart rate was like 79 or 81 when I started, but my average would like, it dove down once I started like breathing, you know, thinking about whatever they're saying, down like 60, 61, something like that. So it obviously a change, physiological change there. And then I've been doing this and a funny story, prior to the wedding, I was still meditating, you know, <laughs> Uh -oh. <laughs> for, for four or five months in the year. And my heart rate, I was literally like the average, which wasn't bad, but it would sit like 78 to 85 <laughs> through during a five, 10 minute meditation man. since the wedding. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I'm like, man, I was in this wild. Um, it sits like around 60. It's really amazing. Like without, and I kind of, I felt the same for a lot of mornings, like, but obviously I was at a much more stressful time. A lot of stuff going on there, playing the wedding work and all kind of stuff, but it is really interesting and fascinating to watch how your body is reacting to that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's what I was hoping you were sharing. And have you told me some of those stories? So I think it's a great thing. And, you know, you saying that you're re reading the Bible, uh, now it reminds me of a funny story. Um, a couple of buddies were just chit chatting and one of my, one of my buddies, uh, Dan Frick asked, uh, Ben Azevedo, Dr. Azevedo, Hey, what are you reading now? And he just said the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot go wrong with that. He was man. like, okay, you Oh, all right. I'm not, you're, you're ahead of me then. Yeah, you <laughs> so, can't go wrong with that. It was that, a funny man. little, it was funny. <laughs> Crack me up. And a good answer to it. <laughs> all right, John. Um, before we wheel our way into the last segment of the podcast, I would like to just say, you know, I think uh, CC would, would bring to light that calm is, a, is an important thing for him too. I think he likes to go outside as well, kind of just look out at the water, um, I think he likes his time, even I would say in the mornings, he's up one of the first people at his house. I think he likes some silence. I think he likes some quiet. What do you think about CC on the calm side? Yeah, I, I, I think CC, uh, is able to achieve his calm in multiple different directions. So I think him sitting out looking at the lake uh, on his backyard is something that he really enjoys and appreciates it. Especially with a nice beverage. Yeah. Especially with a nice beverage, but also, you know, we've heard the stories about him, uh, running so I think physical yeah. activity mm -hmm. and him exercising whatever he can be by himself and just get in the zone and do what he needs to do I think that's even though he's really 
physically strenuously active. We've both seen him work out, and that's why you say he has crazy Craig workouts. I think it's something that overall it's a calming effect for him. So I think he gets it both directions. Just yeah, that's a great point. It's good release too guy. to go work out. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, well, John, as we will our way toward the end of the cast here, let's move our way over to the good old segment of what made you hit the gas, what made you pump the brakes. What you got, buddy? Well, you know, since it's Halloween today, um, you know, we're, we got a bunch of things going on at home. Like we talked about earlier, baby girls starting uh, daycare this week. So it's a stressful time for mama. Mama's going back to work uh, later on this week. I tried to get her to take off another few months, but. Um, Does not surprise me. She's ready. <laughs> Uh, she declined. Well, you know, she said, you know, the first couple of months, the baby really didn't do a whole lot. So now the baby's interacting and smiling and all that. So now she's like, I wish I could stay home with her and had worked in the beginning because, yeah, you know, there point. wasn't a whole lot of action. So that made a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, man, we're just hitting the gas. Get the kids out in the nice brisk weather this evening. Go get them all dressed up for Halloween in preparation for All Souls Day. So we're going to be combing the canvas of the um, high-end uh, homes in Lake Charles, Louisiana, so we can go get the best candies, baby. <laughs> y- y'all aren't saying, y'all are, y'all are, where y'all going to trick-or-treat? I don't know. We're going to go south of town somewhere. Oh, man. <laughs> man, you're in a great neighborhood for trick-or-treat, I would feel like. I don't, nah, there's, there's not a, a ton, ton of kids. houses in there. There are a ton of houses, but they're not a bunch of kids. You, do, you won't get full-size candy boards here, baby. I know, I know where to go you need to get to go to Greywood and hit Lady J's house, man. She is ready. That's a, that's a good idea. She will have it on it's the It's tough go. to get in and out of Greywood, though. It, it is. It everywhere. is pretty hard. But with the weather, you might be a little better. It's pretty cold, windy out there. So it's fun. I mean, the kids are all excited, uh, ready to dress up. So this morning, all the boys had skeleton um, windsuits on. So it was pretty funny. They were all, you know, pumped up about that. So just to, fun to see the excitement. Um and it'll be that much more this evening whenever they start getting jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, man, I can see it now. Well, uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in with us this week. And, um, you know, as always, I think John had mentioned we had somebody listening from somewhere else on the globe. It means yeah, a lot to us. South um, Africans. Yeah, man, having mm-hmm. having listeners. Um, that I just met in person. That was wild. I should, I'll tell that story next week. Yeah, man, yeah. Very, very neat story. So we appreciate all the listeners. And if you do get a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, we'd appreciate that as well. Share it with a friend. And until next time, we'll catch you all later. Bye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I Sing with me